another <laughs> and also speaking on Unforgivable, that movie with Sandra Bullock I watched. This girl, I mean her she's 18. Her face, her name is plastered all over these news stations. She, she's the devil to the world. Bro, where do you go after that? Like where do you you can't just jail to you? There's just there's just a lot of absolute nonsense. Be yourself. Welcome to the Any Last Words Pod. My name is Keon, aka Almighty the DJ. Why do I feel like you're always trying to like I don't like muster up whatever energy it takes to start it off? Like it's just like every time. This is now episode 100. 100. Anyway, and my name is Earl Lonnie Hooks. A very special thanks to everybody that will be joining us today on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, as well as YouTube. And please do not forget to follow us at ALWPod on Instagram. The God in me honors the God in each and every one of you. Welcome to episode 100 of the Any Last Words Pod. Yes, sir. Man, 100 episodes. God damn. God damn. 100 episodes. We're Why here. Has it, was it been like a year and we, a half? January 2020? It, it, that's when we started recording. Recording. We put yeah. it out. We, we published first on like May, May. 9th yeah, something or like something that. of 2020. And here we are now. Yeah. February. Or, well, not February. January 2022. Now, people have, have definitely reached out. you've had at least one person I know that reached out to you asking, you know, what are you going to do for the podcast? Like, what are you going to do for episode 100? And nothing. Um, (laughs) We, we, and and there were so many different things. Someone said, oh, you know, I saw this one podcast and they did like a a Zoom chat with a hundred people. Not to say that you ought to do that, but that's a lot. (laughs) You just do it with a few. Uh, then I had someone say, maybe you should get someone to come interview you. I don't even look at what I do when you're not here or when we have another guest. I, I never even look at those per se as interviews. Right. Now, it comes off that way because we end up listening and asking a lot of questions. But it, I hope that it that they find it to be conversational. And, yeah. I, and I hope that they feel comfortable asking us questions or just whatever the case is. I have to believe that that anybody that comes on here feels like this is very much an open conversation because it's like, obviously questions are going to be asked. Anytime somebody comes on here that's new, that's never been here, there are going to be certain things that we want to know about them. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? There's going to be certain things we want to ask. You know, we want to know about their ventures. We want to know Mm -hmm. about their mindsets. Yeah, We want to know where they're at, what they're doing. What is life? How is life? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Tell me about that. But outside of those particular questions, everything else is just free flowing. Exactly. So. And even those questions are free flow. I mean, those, well, yeah. Those, yeah, those questions. Yeah, because it's not even like they're planned. They're not. No. They're, yeah, they're not necessarily planned. No, so. not at all. Yeah. Uh, so I was going to have, as you know, my father here yeah. for episode 100. And he's not here. So he had some some business to go do again as as the man that tries to take care of everybody and make sure everybody's good. He's trying to take care of himself and, and care for his own well-being. And then some other shit happens. You got to go fly off and make sure that everybody else is good somewhere else. 
Yeah. So that's what he's doing right now. But we will reschedule that and he will be here soon because that needs to happen again. Yeah. And we do have some great, great, uh, oh. great uh, guests coming up. Yeah. They're going to be joining us over the next couple of episodes that we're really excited about. Uh, you know, we'll leave names out. We'll let you guys see those when they drop. Yeah. But, you may you may be some of them. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. You may be some of them. Yeah. There's, I mean, I'm really excited. I've been talking to a lot of people. Yeah. Isn't, I mean, you said this, you said this like last week, like just how, like we've got like the next five pods like booked up with people, not even <clears> just people that, you know, we would love to have on here, but people that have reached out to us and they, you know, love what we're doing. And they're just like, yo, you know, I feel like I could bring this to the table, that to the table. Mm-hmm. Like people gravitate towards this, this podcast. And that's just really crazy. Crazy. Yeah, I've heard way too many times. Not I won't say for my liking. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, you know, uh, disconcerted by it at all. But I've heard way too many times that the conversations that I've had here that they have had here, whomever they may be, or that they've just had in me off the pod have just been their deepest discussions <laughs> ever in life. Yeah. And too often, these are people that I do not speak with often. And it that's just a, a jarring, sort of astonishing revelation. Yeah. Like when you talk to someone once a year or something like that, and they're just like, my, my best conversations, my, mo- my deepest conversations have been with you. And I've spoken to you seven times in the past seven years, right? Or once in the past seven years, you just you just wonder. It's yeah. I mean, well, you've questioned before, like, what exactly are people out here talking about? (laughs) People just a lot of people just talking to talk. They just talking to talk. You know, Um, there's a lot of substance left out of conversation these days, and that says a lot for someone that you never talked to ever to be the person that you've had your deepest conversations with. Like, you know, maybe out, outside of outside of my lady, I've had a lot of my deepest conversations with you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and a lot of, you know, I've, I've had my eyes, you know, open to a lot of different things, sitting here talking to you, you know, once a week, like clockwork, man. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been great. Well, I'd like to uh, bring something up. Uh, this is it's kind of starting off kind of deep. We'll see where this goes. <laughs> Because this is was brought to our attention. We haven't really spoken about it. I decided to read up a little bit more about it so we could have this discussion, just bounce some ideas off of one another. All right. We both saw a an article that was sent to us about a woman, a young lady in New Mexico <laughs> that that had a newborn baby mm-hmm. and she decided she was going to toss this newborn baby into the, into a dumpster behind yeah. some stores mm-hmm. and she was caught on a surveillance camera mm-hmm. and she was apprehended as she should be when this, when this child was found, yes. this baby was found. Wasn't it, wasn't the baby found by like some dumpster divers looking for like, just looking for an, one man's trash is another man's treasure. Man. So they were just some people just happened to be dumpster diving six hours after the baby was first Man. thrown into the dumpster. Thank God it was in New Mexico and not like New York. It's cold outside. No, they said that it was like 36 oh, degrees out or something oh, that, that day. Man. 
Yeah. Oh, wow. It was yeah, it was it was crazy. You know, it's crazy. That baby is a Spartan. Right. It's there's so many options. You know what I'm saying? Like <clears throat> there's there's so many options, but to throw away, just think about that. You threw away a human being, a living, breathing, blood circulating, mm-hmm. eyes open, skin warm human being in the trash like it was an empty bag of salt and vinegar chips. And that, by the way, this being recently had just came out of your body. Yeah. And it's, and, and don't get me wrong. I, I you know what? I, you might get me wrong. Um, <laughs> because I, I could, what I could, what I'm saying could be wrong, but that addition, a decision like that is probably tough on the parent. I'm not trying to like, I'm not trying to say, I'm not really, I'm not trying to give her any kind of credit for real. Cause it's, it's still a, just a diabolical act. You know what I'm saying? But you got to imagine that was a tough decision for that person to make. And then, you know, I'm going to take a trip around Earl world here. I'm thinking about the background of this person. Like what type of background does she come from? You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Does she have does she have a support system? Maybe she maybe does. She had a support system. <clears throat> yeah, I'm gonna I'm oh, gonna start, uh, I'm gonna start uh, I'm gonna start well, hold on. Wait, was that the only thing that you needed to know? Was that the only thing you were gonna ask? Is whether she had a support system or not? I just I, I just can wanna, give you some information yeah, about give, it. Give, give, I, give. I wanted to hear what what your thoughts were with no information yet. Because because I like what you're doing. I mean, you're trying to think it through. I'm trying. I'm really trying. Because <laughs> I'm I'm I you know I want to know what the background of this person was. I like what drove her to the decision to to do this. Like, can't you is 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 dropping off kids at the firehouse? Isn't that still a thing? Can't you do that? <laughs> I mean, I, I I mean, you can do that, but I but there are better ways. <laughs> I mean, what you just I, I, take them to a. To a foster you, home, you get to, you take them to the hospital, or that where, where they can be cared for. And there are these things called, uh, oh, I forgot what type of laws that they're called. But the the baby will be taken care of. You bring a baby to a hospital. I'll tell you what the people, at the, the the officials at the hospital aren't going to do: throw it in the dumpster in the back. Yes, that's what they're not going to do with it. I feel you. Uh, so Alexis Avila. From New Mexico, 18 years of age. All right, let's start throwing. All right, so now we're getting some context. All right, just one thing already. We're talking about an 18-year-old human. Now, we've told more than- Not very smart. We've told more than enough stories about us around the age of 17, 18, 19. Yes. What were we doing? I, I wasn't throwing babies away. Nope. But but we weren't taking shit seriously. But we were not taking things seriously. No. We did not know how to properly weigh pros and cons because we didn't even know how to fully address or acknowledge all the pros and cons in any given situation. So that's one thing. Okay. All right. 18 years of age, Alexis Avila. Now, the the father, the suspected father has not been named because that person is a juvenile. So he remains to be seen or heard from in all of this. Let's continue. 
What, what you got? What you got? I'm just, I'm just now. I'm wondering, like, is he a juvenile because he's 17, or is he a juvenile because he's 14? <laughs> well, yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, you don't even know because he's a juvenile. Like, they it, won't give that information. You know what? She might be facing the facing the charge on that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I let's not let's not jump the gun. She could be, but we also don't know. She they could be closer in age. Could have been one of those things where they were both seventeen dating each other, and then she turned eighteen first. Or you, I don't know the situation. I'm just saying I'm giving the benefit of the doubt because there is doubt to be had in that realm. Okay, because right. we we don't know. All right, all right. Let's continue on. Um, what's funny is my friend Condor. So she foreshadowed this part she saw she figured this part out upon reading this alexis avila did not know that she was pregnant until about two weeks before the the birth this does happen it is irregular i've heard of it i've heard right she started she went to the hospital to figure out what these abdominal pains were that she was having and then figured out that she was pregnant okay a little bit more context there Okay. She had recently broke it off with this juvenile that she was dating. Her parents forbade him to come to the house anymore because supposedly he had been battering her around a few months prior. Damn, this shit deep. Okay. It's a lot happening here. All right. So he was forbade to be around the house or be in her life really back in June. August, she broke it off, and then recently this this happened. So that's pretty much what she had. She had the baby in a panic in her in her mom's bathroom or something like that. And because when the baby was found, the umbilical cord was still there. Mm. So oh, this was like fresh out. This the was this was in her mom's house, like on a kitchen floor and a bathroom floor. She had the baby, I guess, you know, snipped the umbilical cord from her and put it in, like, wrapped it in, like, two trash bags and panicked, right? Didn't want, clearly, what I'm thinking is if this, if she was forbade to be around this guy from her parents, I'm thinking, okay, she was for this was for this was a forbidden love, a forbidden attachment. There would, they wouldn't be happy about it. A baby. Right. Between them two. So I'm thinking 18-year-old girl, forbidden love, forbidden attachment. Go ahead. And, you know, now I'm thinking about the whole hospital thing because it's like you go up there. I suppose that they have to take some sort of record, you know what I'm saying? And with with the disparity of the decision that she made, Mm -hmm. even if she thought about going to the hospital, she probably wouldn't want that to be on record. She wouldn't want anyone to know that the baby ever existed. Exactly. I think that this was supposed to be a, a one and done thing. She was going to toss his baby away in the panic that she was in. And no one was ever going to know that this baby was here. She didn't want her parents to know. She didn't want the God to know. She didn't want anyone to know. And technology got that ass. And there was a surveillance camera that caught her. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. And, and that's the story you, you know that what? we know so far. You know what? With, with, if all that's true, still a very diabolical decision. But I do feel a little bad for her for the for everything that is happening in her life. And, 
at the moment in the in the last six months. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, that's tough. That's it, tough. It is. You don't but, know what's but going on. Not as tough as what the baby went through in the first day of his of its life. Oh my! Not as tough for Goodness. for that baby. So you know, it's <clears throat> it's. I know it's tough because all around. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, granted, she didn't know that she was having a baby at the end of the day. You know, she was, you know, you're having unprotected sex and that type of shit can happen. I mean, you take a chance. You take a chance knowing that that could happen. And when it does, it's very shitty of a person to just say, oh, well, fuck that responsibility. I know. I I couldn't imagine holding. Well, okay. You see, you know what, though? That's another thing is. I'm you thinking of you exactly gone the whole nine months, so, knowing that it's there, feeling so it's the like kids. You, you don't, don't have the you same don't have bond. The connection. Yeah, yeah, you don't have yeah, the connection. Yeah. Right, right, right. All you kind of see, you're you're looking at straight burden, inconvenience, inconvenience, burdensome. My parents are gonna whoop my ass. Right, that's what she's thinking about. And I don't want this guy in or around my life at right. all anymore. And right. this is only going to further attach him to me for another, oh, the rest of my life. Right. So, yeah. I, so, so that, so that's, that's why I want to give some, it's that's tough. It's tough. That's tough. Heinous crime. Sorry. I had to go down. Just tough all around. That is sucks for her. Sucks for the baby. Sucks for everyone involved. <laughs> the parents probably feel like, I mean, if they have any, any, just a modicum of awareness they probably feel some sort of guilt and shame for even for the fact that their daughter felt as though this was the option, the only option that right. they had in the moment. Right. Because I can't, I can't have just like parents can't come home from work and I'm just like, oh, hey, there's a baby now. Now. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like you're just your grandparents. Crazy, right? You ready for this? <laughs> You know, like it's just that's that's wild to just come home and there's a, a new baby in your house. Yeah, it is. You didn't see your daughter go through pregnancy. It's just no. there's just a baby there, there now. There was no baby shower, no gender reveal, none of that. None of that. No, 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 no ultrasound. Doctors. Yeah, no doctor's appointments. No prenatal care. You came home from work and there was a a baby in your home and you have to take care of it now. Because because you're because you're going to be the one taking care of it, as the grandparents, you're going to be the one because your daughter's eighteen years old. So you're going to be doing a lot of what, the heavy lifting. Was she in high school or recent graduate? Mm, that I do not know. They okay. did they did not disclose that information. Okay. Uh, that's crazy, man. Rough. I don't know what to, I don't know what to tell her. I I know rough. I just had to bring that in because we hadn't spoken about it. We saw that it went past, and I was like, mm, I should do a little <clears throat> bit more digging. So I did, but that that was all I had there. Now. Back to episode 100. <laughs> How do you feel? How do you feel that we're here, that we've done this, that it's, I mean. I, I feel fucking accomplished. Mm. Like, this is great. Like, we've talked about this statistic before. Most podcasts don't make it past seven episodes. Fuck it. Let's That's say the first crazy. 10. Yeah. Let's say 10 episodes. Yeah, we can be generous. Let's yeah. give them 20. We'll give them 20. Even though 20 ain't it. But but we can yeah. be generous yeah. and give 20, yes. No, no, because I could still see somebody giving up at 20. Mm-hmm. Um, This is, you know, it's it's been such, I've learned a lot. Mm-hmm. I've learned a lot through this podcast. I've learned a lot about you. Mm-hmm. I've learned a lot about myself. I've learned a lot about 
you know us us <laughs> and yeah our friendship i yeah. learned about a lot about our friendship i've even you know this podcast makes me think you know i leave here sometimes you know just thinking to myself feeling as if i know more about people in life mm-hmm. than i did you know before this podcast started right just this this podcast it just makes me think outside the box mm-hmm. a lot more yeah. you know what i'm saying and that's something i definitely appreciate um, you know, my eyes are are more open. I think that I I probably have a little more sympathy for for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Sympathy, empathy, yeah. which has been one of the major. You know, those have been two of the major topics that we've spoken about, and you know, off and on. Um, it's just been it's been an amazing ride, man. And you know, you know, can't thank you enough for for doing this with me. This is this is it's been crazy. It's been crazy. I have learned a ton. This had this podcast has been instrumental to my mental processes. <laughs> I I I mean I I I don't know how things would have been processed without it. I just I truly just don't know. I mean, journaling is cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know if 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 it would have got the job done. Maybe I mean, when I do journal, it is it is like the tangents that I have on here. Uh-huh. And, you know, they're well thought out. I have more time to write them out and make sure I get all the words just the way that I want to. But this is a completely different sort of documentation of things and just bouncing things back and forth and having different people on and having ideas challenged. And as you said, the more and more people I speak to, just I'm getting further and further just away from my set of of lenses Mm -hmm. and seeing things. And it's it's. I mean, that's the biggest gift of this all, I think, is that it just continues to open my mind to things and allow me to see things in ways that I I didn't even know I was capable. And one of the most recent ones was that I I thought about me telling people that I love them, and I've been doing it just tenfold more than Uh I just ever have in life, and how I had to come on here and explain what that meant to me. Mm -hmm. Man... The emotional intelligence that I've been able to gain through the past couple of years has been so immensely just profound and revealing and liberating mm-hmm. is the best word I, sh- I think I should use. Liberating. That's the most yeah apt word for this. For years, I think that for myself and probably for you and a lot of people around me thought that I was afraid of of love or intimacy or commitment, right? You could say that maybe roughly that sounded like something that past Earl would have been yeah. kind of skittish of, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I realized that through this podcast and through finding new ways of articulating my thoughts, I've been able to break so many things down that I've felt for so long. I've been able to to very competently mark <clears throat> mark feelings and emotions and figure out where they're where they're coming from, what they are, how they feel, and how to deal with them. And I think that this is something I should talk about because I'm certain that people go through this. Yeah. I was never afraid. I've always been like a lover. I've always been one that has wanted intimacy with other people and wanted strong connections with people. What I've always been afraid of 
is the simple words that serve as banners or headlines or bumper stickers, as I call them. When someone just says, I love you, flat like that. Right. I'm in love with you, flat like that. You, you know, you mean so much to me. I've never felt this way before. These things flatly said denote huge sentimentality, but underneath that, you don't know exactly where it's coming from or exactly what it means. Let me elaborate. I was never afraid of telling people that I loved them or or being intimate or having commitment. I was always afraid of what that person thinks that means. Okay. I never wanted to hurt people with what my intentions were. And I never knew how to articulate. Can I ask you a question? Yes. When you say that you never, like you, like you, as far as what they thought that that, that they might mean. What I might mean by saying something like, I love you. Okay. Like, okay. Basically how they would interpret it. Exactly. Okay. Okay. So if I say that, if I, if, if someone says to me, I'm in love with you, but they don't know how to go further into it. It just lays flat like that. To me, it reads kind of childish. It, it kind of like flippant and highly romanticized. Okay. And that to me, because we know some people that are just like hyper romantic. Yeah. And it just seems kind of like childish and just whimsical and a cliche. A little cliche, just and and just kind of vacuous like there's nothing really to it there's nothing really anchoring it mm-hmm. aside from just head over heels kind of obsession and that to me seems scary because i need it to make sense too right i like feeling but i need it to make some sort of sense as well so since i didn't know how to articulate what my love and what my care meant right to me and what it would be for me to love someone or care for someone i didn't know how to put those into words i didn't want to say those things to people because if i just say that to someone they can take that idea and run with it and and that narrative starts spinning in their mind and they take whatever it is that they think love is whatever they think care and tenderness is and they're going to warp that into who they think I, I, who I am going to be to them now. Okay. All the, all the, the tasks and the prerequisites, they're going to now attach to me. He's going to start being this person. Mm -hmm. He's going to start doing all of these long laundry list of things. Now Mm -hmm. he's going to be this person to me in the future. He's going to, because to them, if you say you love someone to someone else, that's what it means. Mm -hmm. And that's just forever. And that's just forever, whatever that list of things are. But unless you can mark the feelings and attach real words with real symbolism to these feelings, nobody knows what anyone is talking about. Mm-hmm. You're just saying, oh, I'm in love with you. Oh, I'm in love with you. Neither one of us knows what that means to each other. So now we're just in the wind. You think you think love is just one of the many words that have just become very oversaturated? I think... I think that we have lost meaning of words. Uh-huh. That's why so often I read definitions and stuff on here. I I think 
that people just use words in all sorts of ways all the time. And that's why when people speak, it just, it seems empty mm-hmm. because people are just saying words <clears throat> like it doesn't mean anything to them. There are a couple there are a couple words. I mean, I have a reverence of words and that's why I use them the way that I do, because I care about the things that I have to say and I care about the words that I'm going to employ to get those ideas across. Mm-hmm. Conversation, you know how I feel about the word conversation Mm -hmm. and what I see a conversation being. The word genuine. I have a high veneration of the word genuine and what that means to me and and what that is and what it looks like, what it feels like, the senses of genuineness, real genuineness. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I feel like people just use all sorts of words all the time and they just they just fall flat. They're just empty because people do not care about the words that they're using. Mm. And I just never wanted to say a bunch of words to someone and them just do whatever they wanted with it. And I wasn't I wasn't in a place when I was younger to say the right words and then to follow up with even better words mm-hmm. that denote the exact meaning of what it is I'm trying to say when I say I love you, I care for you, I want I you know, I want to be a part of your life, I want you to be a part of my life. I, because yo, I don't know how many romantic movies you've watched recently. <laughs> I've just watched a couple and like the things that you see people just really romance movies are terrible. <laughs> I mean, they're great, but they're terrible. It's like the no, way the I, way that love and togetherness is shown on on the screen is just it's just it's too much. It's so codependent. It's like so unhealthily codependent. Yeah, I um I just saw a commercial for a new a romance movie that's coming out featuring Jennifer Lopez mm. and Owen Wilson. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And the, the, All right. the premise of the movie is like J-Lo is some famous actor or singer or something mm. like that. Her The guy she's with uh, gets caught cheating. Like someone videos it, like him out with another girl. And like, I guess she, she happens to come across it like during or before a performance or something like that. Mm. And Owen Wilson is standing in the crowd at her performance with a sign that says, marry me. And she just picks this nigga out the crowd and just starts spending time with him. And then they they fall in love. (laughs) That's hilarious. Wow. And Uh, like, I love Owen Wilson. So I'm not going to see I'm not going to go see the movie. But it's just like, (laughs) like, what is this? You could go see it. I'm sure it's going to be on a streaming platform like. That isn't. I don't. I'm not gonna be forced to watch. Oh, it. So you're not gonna. Oh, so you. you that's what, when when you said I'm not gonna go see it. It seemed like the burden was having to go out to see it. But you wouldn't even watch it if it was just on your TV. Like I would have to turn it on for that to happen. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like you, you won't even turn the power button on and click play on it. Is what I'm saying. It's not, not even that enticing. Not unless my girl convinced me to do so. Okay, okay. But outside of that, no. There's another one that Owen Wilson's a part of called with Salma Hayek called uh, Bliss, I believe. Uh-huh. I think it's called Bliss. Okay, I don't know about and that And this, this is like a sci-fi movie where Owen Wilson is living his life and then it's sort of like The Matrix. In some sort of sense, he's falling back in between like two realms and one is 
reality. One is like a fake reality. And then you realize that in some whatever, maybe the real world is a bit more technological and you can go into these little sleep worlds Mm. and live. So then it's kind of a movie of which are you going to pick? Mm-hmm. Like what at some point you're going to have to make a decision. What's real to you and what is not? Do you want to live in this world where everything's kind of cool or do you but it, you know, it's actually fake or do you want to live in this other realm, this reality? But you got to deal with some shit like what? Like, what are you going to pick? Is this like a cross between uh, Inception and the Matrix? Yeah, it's something. <laughs> exactly. It's something in between. It's exactly what it is. Something <laughs> like that. And then and it's fucking Owen Wilson yeah. running around. I like my Owen Wilson in things like yeah. the internship or wedding crashers. Yes. I don't yeah. know how I feel. I mean, I, I kind of do, which is why I haven't clicked on it yet. But it, it's there. I, I don't know. Interesting. Uh, I told you to watch Fathers and Daughters on yeah. Amazon Prime, which is really I watched really the cool. trailer. Nigga, the Did, trailer looks sad. Bro, it's... <laughs> <laughs> the trailer is a tearjerker. Man, uh who Amanda Seyfried, when he when Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe, he's good in Yo. this man. He's good. <laughs> For some reason, I remembered you saying Russell Brand. <laughs> oh. And when I went to go to the trailer, I was like, this is Russell Crowe. I but hope, you may, I may, maybe you said Crow. I might have, I don't know. But you all, but you always be talking about Russell Brand. I, I so do, maybe I do. it just, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I heard Russell and just thought Brand. Definitely meant Russell Crowe, Gladiator yeah. Russell Crowe, Robin Hood Russell Crowe. Yeah. Like, yeah, like Academy Award winning Oscar. Who knows all the stuff he got. Wasn't, was he an American gangster? Or was that some he other white guy? Was, he was the he police was the officer. Police yeah, yeah. American gangster. Russell Crowe is that dude. When yeah. he pops up, it's it's worth giving it a shot. Yeah, yeah. Another one I watch is the movie. Now, this actually kind of goes into that the woman in New Mexico that threw her baby away, to be honest with you. The movie The Lie. I don't know what anybody's name in this film. But it's... And I'm not spoiling it if you want to go see it on Amazon. The lie. It's it, you can see this in the trailer as well as in the description. Little girl is on her way to like a ballet school or something like that, or ballet camp, and she ends up, some way, shape, form, fashion, impulsively killing her best friend. Mm. And now her parents are trying to have the the very hard and heavy burden of keeping this. A secret to themselves. That I I, I kind of want to ask you what what you're going to do in that situation. Like what you're going to do now. I'm thinking if if this woman in New Mexico threw this baby away and came back home, and for some reason, just that weight was just too hard on her heart, and she had to tell someone, and she came to her mom and was like, "Yo, mom, this is what happened three months ago. Baby's gone." <laughs> You know what I mean? Like I'm assuming I'm not saying like that night. You I don't know oh. when it when it could have happened. You could have came a week later, two months later, whatever. Somebody, you know, comes to you. That baby if, is if, at the dump. Okay. So under a mound of trash. So so Jacory comes to you in a couple in at the age of 16, 17. He's like, Dad, yo, like six months ago. Like, I had I had I, 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 I would be furious. You would be furious, but the thing is, so this is a crime. That is a crime. Okay. 
what do you do? And that's the whole point. You, like some people are going to watch the movie and they're like, no, fuck that. If, if I can't just aid in a bed, my daughter, like if she did this, she got to do the time. She got to go. Some people would say jail and prison. Those are for bad people. And it's not even a victimless crime either. It's not a victimless crime. They ain't sell a little bit of weed. Eh? <laughs> nah, they killed someone. But you're but and it's your blood that you're looking at and you and you swear in your heart and your mind and your soul that, you know, the heart, mind and soul of this person that you're looking at and that it's good, that they are a good person and that they just they just panicked and made a bad decision that's now going to ruin the rest of their lives if people find out. (laughs) But you oh, now right. know that information. So right. what, what are oh, you going to oh, do shit. about now, it? Now I'm involved. Yeah, now you're involved. Damn. You, mm-hmm. I mean, look, I'm not about to sit here and act like I can give you a straight answer. Because <laughs> I'm going to have to think about that. I'm I, didn't, I didn't think you would. I don't think that anyone would know <laughs> truly what they would do until the moment arises and they're looking at their child. Yeah, unless, unless like, you have a very shitty relationship with your, your, your child. You know what I'm saying? You hate that kid, and you're like, "Oh, I'm, I'm telling, I'm telling." Oh, I could. I'm so glad you did this. I couldn't wait to get your ass out of this fucking house. Oh my god! Like, you know, man, it's that's it, it's a very rough situation to be a part of. But life is life can be tough, man. It can get deep. So yeah. that was a very interesting movie that I watched recently. Well, another. <laughs> And also, speaking on Unforgivable, that movie with Sandra Bullock I watched, this girl, I mean, her she's 18. Her face, her name is plastered all over these news stations. She, she is the devil to the world. Bro, where do you go after that? Like, where do you, you can't just to go jail. back to your, no, well, no, 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 no. When you, when you leave, because she's going away. She's going to go away. When you come back from jail. Thank God the baby didn't die. That's yeah, charge. baby lived. Yeah, baby lived. That's a charge. That's, that's very true. So that you're right. So this is only attempted. You know, so you know, they could, they'll probably give have some leniency. Probably, yeah. probably, so it, probably. Yeah, I don't even know if she'll get attempted murder. You attach yeah. murder to something. Yeah, you know, is sound. You know, so it, what? Is, so what's underneath that? What do you I don't get? Know. Um, it's not like aggravated assault or something, right? Child, definitely some child neglect. Yeah, that, <laughs> some yeah, child just, neglect. Child neglect. Um, <laughs> it's just different. Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I can't think of it. Child yeah. neglect. That's yeah, all I got yeah, for it. Yeah, but yeah. I don't. I don't see them attaching attempted murder. Yeah, yeah. Attempted <laughs> it's just the way you're saying it. Like. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to give her that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're not going to throw the whole book at her? Nah, like, <laughs> I don't think yeah. they're going to throw the whole book at her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, especially, you know, if she if she got, like, a long history of, you know, her name is, you know, her name is on record, mm. uh, long history of crime, like, that's something else. But she's a first-time offender. I think they're going to, they I think, they, I think they'll I, give I her t- some leniency. I told you when I was sitting in the courthouse waiting for a court hearing for my friend, our friend, Big Smokey. Yeah. And we were just sitting in on other people's and we just came into, we saw all sorts of wild shit at the court that day, but we came into probably someone of this age, about 17, 18 or whatever. And she was driving her, like her whole family home from, from like a cookout. Mm. And it was like her uncle, aunt, you know, mom, dad, whatever. And everybody was drunk. So she was doing the, the responsible thing by driving them all home. Was she drunk? She was not drunk. 
but the, I think there was a drunk driver on the road or something else had happened on the road. And she kind of like went off the road and, and as she crashed, her aunt died. So the charge was going to be manslaughter. But the, but the judge was like, listen, we not we not doing nothing here with you today. Like we, <laughs> you, you can go home. You, I'm so sorry that you have even been summoned here today. Go home. What you have been through. Who's the dickhead cop or detective that came through and was like, oh, what? <laughs> Charges. Yo, I, yeah, I don't know if that's just something you have to, because I guess it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a scene. You have to do yeah. the investigation. Yeah, but it's like someone has to sign off on this may, is a crime. Yeah, this right. person may need to go to jail. Yeah, I don't know. Somebody the, has to sign off on that. Yeah, I don't know the protocol, but. I'm just glad. Because it's that, like, you got to indict them. I, I, think, I hope I'm saying that right. Indict or indict, something in, like that. Yeah, it's you spelled know? with a CT, with a but CT? it's just okay. pronounced indict. Yeah, Yeah. so I'm just like, you have to indict them, you know? But, like, who signs off on that? Dude, I don't know, man. But, yeah, just seeing some wild stuff out there. So, yeah, I, I don't know what's going on, man. I, mm. and, 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 and shout out to all the mothers and fathers and uncles and aunts out there that are trying to raise children because I know it's hard. Especially when they're out there doing wild stuff. Definitely hard. Yeah. Um, we were talking about movies and things that we've seen. Oh, yeah, just romantic novels and, and, and movies and things like that that got people's head twisted <laughs> up into thinking that yeah. things are just not what they are when it comes to romance and intimate relationships. Jeez um, Louise. I'll tell you something that I feel like I've specifically taken away from this pod. Pod 100. 100. Um, I think that my communication skills, I feel like I've actively tried to level up when it comes to that. Mm -hmm. um, and I think I've also tried to make sure that, you know, the content mm -hmm. that I'm bringing here is worth a damn. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, because, I, you know, I feel like in the beginning, you know, well, maybe both of us, you know, we were just we kind of bullshit and just kind of talking about shit. You know what I'm saying? St stuff that, you know, didn't necessarily maybe matter to us. But as we grew with this pod, you know, we we started I think we started thinking more about the listeners. Yeah. Um, started thinking more about, you know, what it sounds like to them. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I, I think we cut out a lot of the inside jokes and things like that. Things that only me and you could laugh at. Definitely. Um, it, but. And what's funny is towards the beginning, I felt like it was a bit more conversational, like towards the so? very, very beginning. Oh. And then somewhere we got into the idea of being like a newsroom yeah, and yeah. just started and we were bringing topics. Yeah, like we came yeah, in yeah. and we had a list of topics yeah. and there was this or that and you would go and I would go yeah. and you would go and I would go. Yeah. And That's it true. wasn't nearly as fluid and as conversational. That That's started, true. honestly- 60s and on uh -huh. like that like that's still relatively new uh -huh. in, in a sense so i'm glad that it got to be this yeah um but i just feel like you know i've allowed myself to i try to like slow my mind down i had this problem where i was you know i i didn't really think before i speak i just started speaking yeah you know what i'm saying feeling like i'm trying to keep up and just you know <laughs> just <laughs> You know what I'm saying? God. Just just keep just keep what I'm saying relevant. Just just spewing out words Bro, without that words. sounds so stressful. <laughs> just like you trying to talk and your mind is just trying to like 
trying to stay ahead of all the words and make sure that anything that's being said is yeah. just content worthy. Oh, geez. Yeah, like, yeah, like my mind was like, you know, like, like the words were going through the, like my mind was like TSA. You yeah, know what I'm saying? I'm right, like, right. All right, what, what, is this good? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jeez. But, um, nah, I just, um, you know, I've really been trying to just make sure that when I am communicating with you, I'm also keeping in mind that I'm communicating with them mm-hmm. and just making sure that the things I say are making sense. You know, we've talked a lot about um, interpersonal communication on here. We've both taken that class mm-hmm. um, at the at our local community college. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, shout out to everybody out there, community college. Yeah, yeah. buddy. But um, you know, and that's something that I feel like I'm really proud of. It's something that I feel like I've tried to use outside of this pod um, as well. Um, something that I've also taken and used because you know I'm in management. Something that I've also taken and used when it comes to managing people. Just really getting my thoughts across mm. without sounding like I, I, you know, I'm, I don't quite know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Speaking with more confidence, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, and I think that's one thing. Just really, just being on here, just having these conversations with you, you know what I'm saying? Because you bring a different type of conversation that I'm going to bring. Mm-hmm. So when I'm talking to you, I feel like it definitely, you know, puts me in a place where I'm like, okay, so, you know, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta level up. You know what I'm saying? I gotta level up. Mm-hmm. What's funny is you, you spoke about confidence and, I, and this is something I've been thinking about and just had a, a conversation with. So I, I have these like simulations that run through my mind or like imaginary conversations with people where like it'll be- a I group. do that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> cool. We'll just be like group setting and I'll just like go through a conversation and just, just kind of see what comes from there. But it, I guess really what's happening is, I mean, you're, con- you're having a conversation with yourself. Like you're just- you're figuring things out and you're processing ideas, but visually it's taking place in your mind as though it's a conversation between you and other bots, mm-hmm. other, other, you know, just surrogates for people that are not there at the time. But you just you put people in place and, and you have these these bouts or these conversations, these discussions with people in your mind. It's really interesting. So. The conversation that took place in my mind was some people asking me, so has anyone here found out how to attract girls? This is why. Because it's very random. It is. When you're younger, I remember what it was like trying to speak to people that I was highly attracted to. Like pretty girls. It was terrifying. Mm-hmm. And it was like you wanted to say the right things at the right moment. You wanted to be cool. Like things just needed to line up. And it was just like a lot of your mental ram that was taken up trying to make sure that you were exactly who you needed to be mm-hmm. in order to do the bagging. Mm-hmm. And the answer that has come to me, not just from attracting women or anyone from the opposite sex, whatever side you happen to fall on, but it's just about attracting people. And it's so funny because the answer that I came up with in this hypothetical, this this conversation I had, this um, simulation that was running through my mind is just the conventional cliche just ran through response for any old head that has ever talked to someone young that wants to impress people. Mm -hmm. 
and you don't know <clears throat> that these these cliches are just these are golden nuggets. It's just you don't even know what that is yet. Mm-hmm. And the answer to all of these things being you got to be confident. You have to you have to you have to not care. Right. You have to you you don't want to you you got to show them that you don't really care. Too that, cool for this shit. Yeah, exactly. That you you're not worried about what they got going on. You need to be cool, confident, have your self-esteem, know who you are, walk with your head held high, be genuine, be yourself. That one, the be yourself. What the fuck it does that mean <laughs> when you're young? Yeah. What the fuck does be my, I don't know who I am, nigga. What do you mean be myself? How am I supposed to do that? Yeah. Doing this podcast just talking to people endlessly Mm -hmm. day in and day out because that's mostly what i'm doing like i'm i'm talking to people all the time Mm -hmm. it's so funny because for so long and i had certain role models certain people that i looked up to that seemed like they were constantly performing for people like they were so good there are a couple people in my mind right now like they were quick-witted they were funny they were intelligent and they just, they could go and just work a room, just talk to all different sorts of people. Women loved them, men loved them. Like they, it was just like that sort of thing. It's funny you bring up Russell Brand. He was one of those people. And, and then also people that I, I can actually talk to in real life. Yeah. Not, but, <laughs> I got you. But I always thought that what was impressive was something performative. You think of magicians shooting fire out of their hand or t- pulling a bunny out of a hat or, you know, having the, waving a baton and doves flying out of it or making magic cards appear or disappear or a lion jumping through a fire hoop or some anything in the circus, really, or just comedians, singers, songwriters, just people that performed. You saw those types of things as being exciting and impressive, right? And so I thought that I always wanted those things because I always I always wanted to impress upon people. I always wanted to feel like I was memorable, that I was worth being there or being spoken about. Right. And so this is me trying to fill a void. Like, I don't feel worthy. I don't feel worth. I don't know attention. So I got to figure out what the things that people do to gain attention are. I got to be that guy. And so I got wrapped up in being this fucking caricature of myself and being this fucking guy that when he goes out, he's going to be talking to so-and-so and boom, 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 and working the room and going here and there and telling jokes and being smart and doing all sorts of shit. Right. And it, and I, and again, I, to some degree, I think that that's okay. I found who I am. <laughs> like now I, now I know it. Now I can have confidence. But even in that, it was a, a fake confidence. <clears throat> It was a fake, there was some confidence there, but it was a fake confidence through and through. And through these constant conversations with people and with you and processing things on a deeply emotional level, on on a deeply soulful level, not until I truly just let go of what the fuck people were always thinking and how they were perceiving me. 
and just getting into who I am and what my feelings are and how to navigate this world and orient myself in the most honorable way I possibly can and allowing that to be the guiding star. Not until that did I find real confidence Mm. and then what I thought would be the what I thought would be the, the, the conclusion of that. I thought that that would result in people distancing themselves from me. Mm. Well, if I take two or three steps back, then they are now further from me. If I stop caring and I'm, and I stop being so intrusive and so performative, if I take those steps backwards, then those people, people now are just that much further away from me. And I got to a point where I thought, well, if that's what it takes to be content with myself and to be peaceful, then that's what I have to do. Right. And so I was prepared for that. And so I made the changes that I made ready to be alone. You know what? That's really dope because a lot of people wouldn't be able to make that sacrifice. You know what I'm saying? That is sacrifice. Yeah. It's a big sacrifice. You know, just leaving where you're kind of comfortable at, knowing people like you here. Right. I'm saying knowing that you have a community of people that are okay with this person. Right. And it's like, I'm going to step back and try to do something different, something that I feel like is better for me. Mm -hmm. But you know that you could potentially be sacrificing a lot of the love and support that you're getting. Mm -hmm. It's a big sacrifice. And so I take this, these three, four, five steps back. And what I realized was that everyone took five steps forward. Ah. That's a bar. And the one thing that I thought would could never happen happened. And I and I didn't know it. So when I go back to this simulation of a bunch of the guys sitting around being like, so you guys figure out how to how to really like what the true answer to attracting people or girls is. And that came to me. It's like. It's the cliche. It's the cliche that we've always been told, but we never truly believed in. We never truly believe that shit. Mm-hmm. We're like, man, be yourself. Bullshit, nigga. No, because <laughs> this person over here is not being himself and he's doing just fine. Right. So I'm <laughs> going to not do that. I'm going to not do that. But what we don't know about this person that is fooling people and feigning confidence, right? And he's fooling some people that do not know what real confidence looks like. Mm-hmm. We don't know that he is sad inside. That's what we don't see of that other person. Mm-hmm. I never knew there was a point in time when I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just going to be completely transparent. There was a point in time where I did not understand being friends with women. I didn't understand why I would want to do that. There was a point where a lot of my sense of security and sense of self came from women being attracted to me, but not just attracted to me, attracted to me on a sexual level Mm -hmm. and would be vocal about the level of attraction on a sexual level. Mm -hmm. And I never thought, well, well, I'd be totally cool if they just liked me for who I was and like we could just be cool. Yeah. Because if they're not, if, if, if they're not looking at me with lustful eyes, then what am I really doing here? Right. Jeez. Look, man, before before we wow. before we even got to this pod today, we were just 
talking about people learning from mistakes or you could say experiences. And you could, that's definitely one for you. What are the experiences and the mistakes for if they're not to learn from them? Mm-hmm. And that's why I always had that problem. I've told you this before. I've always had a problem with, you know, with with age couples wisdom. I was like, I was like, mm, that sounds like a nice bumper sticker. <laughs> it sounds like a really nice headline. Let me give some context to that headline. In life, everyone is allotted a bunch of experiences. Every moment is an experience. Yep. Within those moments, if you're paying close enough attention, there are things happening. Within those things happening, there, there is your engagement with those things. And it could be prosperous. It could be degenerative. But there is something to learn either way. If you're not paying attention or you're not taking accountability for your interaction with that thing, all of those moments and therefore all of those lessons could go over your head Mm -hmm. and you could not learn a fucking thing from them, Mm -hmm. which is how a lot of people live life. It's okay. That's how a lot of people live life. So with age does not just come wisdom. It's not as though every 35 and up year old that we know is just wise and just super that that's right we not doing that right (laughs) that is not the case the wisdom comes if you allow it if you allow it exactly so a better a better statement is that with age comes more chances to extract wisdom from the moments given to us or allotted to us that's a much more apt saying yeah than just with age comes wisdom yeah yeah, that is a lie yeah yeah. so yeah because not not everybody that gets older gets smarter or wiser at all so so yeah i mean i just say all this to say i'm just so happy that this growth continues that i'm not done they it just things just keep revealing themselves to me and that i can look back on who i was and say wow you were really that's jesus christ like what (laughs) just what narrow-mindedness just it was just but it was just where i was at the time it was just it was just the best that i had i mean you man you better be able to look back on your life and see some changes man you hope but that's what you would but you when we were talking off air before when you on the way here we were also talking about the fact that there are some people, because that's where the conversation came yeah, from yeah, when yeah. we were talking about loving, seeing our friends doing better and learning things that originated from us talking about seeing some people not doing that. Right. And you see people from however many years ago that you knew. And it just seems like and it doesn't matter if they got the same job or in their same city. That's not it. Right. It's it's. it's what do they sound like? Yeah. <laughs> Does it do they sound like they're the exact same person mentally and mm-hmm. emotionally, mm-hmm. spiritually that they were 10 years ago? That's different. Yes. That's different. That says a lot. It does. So, oh, I'm man. just I'm just I'm just so it was just such a, a a rush of of relief and just astonishment to me that I did one thing completely prepared for a set of circumstances or results to come out with that completely prepared and, and content to, to have them to do those things. Probably going to be losing a lot of people. I'm going to be a weirdo, but I'm going to find peace in myself and understand who I am and what I need to evolve. And, honest, and, and everyone else 
what I thought, again, was impressive, the performative aspect of everything. I stopped talking as much. Mm -hmm. I started listening. And it's so funny that that became the impressive element. Mm -hmm. that, that, that now all of the other things the that I have, that just the opposite thing happened. Sort of like how I feel like you thought coming on here and talking about your father and Ja'Cory was going to go a certain way for you. Mm -hmm. And it went the exact opposite <laughs> of how you thought it was going to work. And then yeah. you just looking at it like, wow, that really turned out and completely you, different. And you know what? Maybe that'll help me in the future to be more open about stuff like that. I think because so. Because it's like I've gotten over that initial hump. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So it's like I'm not going to feel any sort of way about doing something like that, you know, the next time around. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that's exactly what's going to happen. I think I've already seen it in you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just had to get over that hump. Yeah. yeah. But um, so last time, last time, or I'm not last, last pod, mm -hmm. um, we talked about people feeling like they're getting over on you. People that feel <laughs> as if <laughs> no, I gotta get I gotta get this off. Cause this shit is 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 wildly ridiculous. Um <laughs> we we talked about people feeling like they're getting over on you, people feeling as if they're smarter than you in any given moment. Yes. I have to bring a story to light because I am getting tired of these individuals feeling like they can just look me in my face and swindle me. And you know, and it's not because they think that I'm dumb because a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of times when this stuff happens, these people don't even know you. Yeah. But it's like more times than not, if you're a solid, you know, smart human being, you can look at a person and just be like, just be in awe, <laughs> in awe of, of the things that are coming out of their mouth. So, uh, round, <laughs> round 100. Yeah, for sure. Of, of, of work stories. Um, I was at work a couple of days ago and there was this guy that, you know, I've I've seen him a couple times. He's been on the been on my property and just been in there, just doing things he's not supposed to be doing. And describe I, this gentleman one time because I don't know if I've, I've if you've described so him to me. I, every time I see him, he has on the same thing. Okay. I have to assume that he's homeless. Okay, um, <laughs> I have to assume. Yeah, I have to. Uh, black pants, gray jacket. Big, gaudy-ass, cheetah print sunglasses. Mm, interesting. Yes. Hood up every time. I've never seen his scalp. Never mm, seen his hair. Okay. Um, so he's, <laughs> he's chilling outside of the, the main elevator to the facility. And like in when I, we, sp we spoke a little bit about this uh, not when it happened, but I liked what you said. Not being humble at all. Yes. So- even the people that rent at my facility, they're not allowed to use the electricity. And that's just the rules. Some might think that's stupid or, you know, whatever. <laughs> right. But um, they're not allowed to use electricity. I've seen this man before. I've spoken to him before, told him that he cannot do this. I hadn't seen him in a long time. He came back and I saw him. I saw him using the electricity to charge his phone up. And I was like, you know what? I'm a chill. I'm going to let him get a good 15, 20 minutes. I'm going to let him get some juice. And hopefully, he'll just be on his way. Right. 
First question: How how long is how long you haven't seen him in? Like what? maybe two or three months. Two, okay, so it's been a little while. He yeah. made it though. You you forgot yeah. <laughs> in that in that bit of time. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you know, I was like, all right, I'm gonna chill. I'm gonna let him get some juice on his phone. You know, I believe he's homeless. At least he got a phone. Let me get him. I'm gonna let him get some juice. Right, on his because phone. that's the only hope. Like yeah, at least like, yeah, he, he probably needs that phone. Right, right. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. So I'm gonna let him have it. I'm gonna let him get some juice. And so. He left. And I was like, all right, that worked out just fine. That worked out just fine. So, and I'm going to try to be a little more detailed with the story this time than the first time I told you about it. So as I'm walking out of my office, he's walking into the garage. We're damn near walking together (laughs) over to where the elevator is to where he likes to chill and plug up his stuff. So he gets over there. He's plugging his stuff up. At the moment, I'm on a mission to go do something that's upstairs. And okay. I was like, I'll deal with this when I get back. Right. I go upstairs. I do what I got to do at you know some customer's unit, whatever. I come back downstairs. Not only is he charging a phone, he has a portable speaker hooked up. The volume probably at its loudest, just jamming Migos. See, and, oh, wait, and this is, so now you said towards the garage. So we're inside. We're inside the loading dock, not in the not in the building where people right, house right, their items, right, 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 but right. in the loading dock where people park their vehicles. And that echoes. Oh yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That, that's the that's the where I'm getting at. So he has a loudspeaker playing in a dock that that sound echoes. It reverberates against all the walls. Yeah. So he's having his own little party. Yeah, pretty much. Um, not only is he doing that, but he's smoking a black and mild. <laughs> his head is about two feet maybe three feet away from a sign that says no smoking in here. <laughs> All right. So I need, so let's pause here. So everyone has the correct image that I'm looking at. We got a guy <laughs> right, that shows up every once in a while and does something he's not supposed to be doing. Pretty much. He wears the same thing every time. He's got his hood up. All the time. He's got some big, gaudy, ostentatious cheetah print shades on. Yes. He's charging his phone he's blasting music in the dock area and he's smoking a black and mild next to a sign that says no smoking yes this is this is a cartoon (laughs) this is literally a a film like this is hilarious continue so i come back down the elevator i go over to him and i'm like hey he's like what's up (laughs) <laughs> and I'm it. like, I was like, bro, like you can't smoke in here. I was like, there's literally a sign right next to you that says no smoking. This nigga turned around. He's like, oh, damn, my bad. <sighs> and I'm just like, yeah, I was like, yeah, you can't do that. And then he goes on to tell me that. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Then I tell him, I was like, yeah, you also can't be using the electricity here. So I ask him a rhetorical question. Right. Do you have a unit here? Because I know that he doesn't. Right. And he was like, nah. And I was like, yeah. I was like, even the people that rent here can't use the electricity. So that definitely means that you can't use the electricity. (laughs) Right. So then he says one of the craziest things that he could have said in that moment. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, my man rents, he, my man rent a unit here. He told me, you know what I'm saying? He said, you know, I could come up and use the electricity, you know, for a little bit to charge my phone up. You know what I'm saying? He said, you know, nobody was really tripping about it. And I'm just, let me, let me, let me stop here. Because I'm in my mind, I'm thinking, 
your man is not the authority on the the issue at hand. I don't know why you thought because your man said that that it was going to be okay. Your man. Like right, your man's like, who is your man? Yeah, who is your man's? Like I don't know why you said why you thought that that would just that it's as long as my man said it was good, then it's good. You'd be like, oh, Damn, my nigga. Oh, your man said it was good. Oh, why didn't you say that from the jump? Okay, right. my fault. Let me go sit my ass back down. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know your man said it was cool. My yeah. fault. And so, <clears throat> and then he goes on to say, oh, you know what I'm saying? He was like, yeah, I, you know, I know everybody. That, you know, I know everybody that work here. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody cool with me. Like, they, they cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I ain't never seen you before. You must be new. <laughs> like, you must be, you know what I'm saying? You probably ain't been here that long. You know, so let me stop you. You, you don't know how things run around here. Basically. <laughs> young man. Basically. 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 <laughs> basically telling me that I don't know how things work around here. You know, he was like, I ain't, ne- I ain't never seen you before. Right. And so then I'm like, bro, I seen you out here earlier, like an hour ago, charging your phone. I didn't say nothing then because right. I just, I was going to chill. He was like, that wasn't me. <laughs> and I'm like, bruh. <laughs> Come on, dog. like you wear the same stuff every time you come in here. It's not hard to point you out. And this is what I mean by the lack of humility. It's like not only did you did you come here and you're doing so many things you're not supposed to be doing, smoking, you're you're charging your phone, you're playing music, but now you're going to lie to my face and tell me. That you know everybody, everyone's cool with this. Your man said it's cool to charge his phone here. You ain't seen me, so clearly you have more seniority here <laughs> than I do right. So somehow. Right. But now you're also telling me that I was hallucinating. <laughs> we've never, we've never, like you've never been here. Before. We we've we, never crossed paths. We've never crossed paths. I was hallucinating every time. Like I, I'm that was a figment of my imagination. Right. I, I have you. That's my okay. Continue. I don't know how you expect me to miss the big gaudy cheetah print glasses and the big gray coat and you wearing a hood every time you walk in this joint. Like it's you. It's you. <laughs> that was you. <laughs> I love the I love these lies. These are this this lie is just as bad as my bacon story <laughs> last last week. It's, it's just it's just as bad. And so then he goes on to tell me that he also knows the owners of the building. And I'm just thinking in my head, I'm thinking in my head, like, I'm looking at him. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, I can look at you and tell. That you don't run in those circles. You do not run in those circles, my guy. If you ran in those circles, you wouldn't be here charging your phone yeah. in this facility yeah. and blasting this music. You don't think that he knows anyone that owns anything? No, probably not. He might own. He might know some niggas. This is going, I'm going to sound like a straight asshole when I say this. But he might know some niggas that own coats. Coats and jackets and shoes and pants. That's about it. He doesn't know the owners of the building at all. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Um, So and so, you know, I go on and I'm like, 
I'm like, I'm like, really? Because I talk to the owners all the time. They come, they come here right. and, and they check on things and they ask me questions. They ask me because I'm the manager here. Also, I'm in charge. Also funny that he decided to start out with, oh, my man's owns, owns, owns a unit here. Yeah, but then escalated. he decided, oh, 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 well, I know the owners too. Yeah. <laughs> you should have been, funny you oh, didn't start there. Right. Like, oh, everybody got your back in here. Everybody, your mans, the people that work here, the owners of the building, everybody got your back. Your man's is the funniest one. <laughs> my man's like, bro, I that means nothing to me. I do not know who your man's His is. His man's is the authority <laughs> That's so on funny. all issues here. Yes. Okay? Yeah. Oh my gosh. And so, you know, he's telling me he knows oh. the owners of the building. And I'm like, I see him. They come here. I see him all the time. I can assure you that all they care about is that we're making people happy here and that they're getting the money owed to them monthly for my job renting out this building. Right. I promise you, they have never told you anything <laughs> in the likeness of using electricity electricity in this building. I'm trying to tell you. They have never done that. They do not they, I promise, know they, you. They would walk straight past you if they were here right now. I know it. I know it. And so then, then he goes on to tell me that yeah, you know, he was like, I'm, you know, he was like, so I'm sorry, back to the smoking element. He was like, yeah, you know, they told me to, you know, you know, as long as no, nobody's really around, you know what I'm saying? I could smoke in here. And I'm just like, that would defeat the purpose of us posting all these signs around the building that say no smoking. Please, like, you're, please start making some sense. <laughs> please start making some sense. So these signs pertain to everyone else, even the paying customers. But not you. But not you. Help me understand. Help me understand. And so he's like, yeah, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm just on my break from work. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just needed to charge my phone up real quick. So now I'm thinking, <clears throat> bro, you can't charge your phone at your place of work your where they pay you. Your place of work has no electricity. Like no, no electrical outlets. Like, what are you telling? Like, you know, like, what are you talking about? Like, why are you just stop it? Just please stop it. But but what was blowing me the most was the obnoxious ass music. What, oh, so did that play for the entirety of this conversation? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, it wasn't to the point where I, we couldn't hear each other. I but we're clearly because you guys are getting these points across, but I did not know. That the music played the entire time. <laughs> that makes this ten times funnier. <laughs> that there was just just music being blasted this entire time. How did he, bro? This is fucking hilarious. <laughs> that he did not decide to turn it. He didn't have the courtesy to just turn the music down or or just off. Honestly, yeah, yeah. while you're having this conversation <clears throat> with him, that is hilarious. Yeah. And so, uh, towards the end of the conversation, he was like, "He's like, yeah." He was like, "What's your name, man?" And I was like, "It's Keon." And I was like, "What's your name?" And this nigga looked at me, and he was like, ah, "Nah, I can't do that. Can't do that. Can't do that." And I'm looking, <laughs> I'm looking at him, but I'm like, "I bet you can't. I bet you can't." I was like, "Nothing. Nothing you're telling me is legit." Nothing you're saying is legit. Like, and it's funny, like, because you said to me, 
Nah, you ain't, can't do that. Can't do that. You ain't getting me, Mr. Officer. <laughs> no, you're right. What did I tell you? You were like, I can't. You was like, I, something like, I can't fathom. Or no, no, you was like, I've never been in a situation where I felt like I couldn't tell someone my name. <laughs> Bro, you got to think about that. Like he, he laughed at you, shook his head. Nah, nah, you can't. Bro, and you, and you knew it. You said, I bet you can't. <laughs> there is nothing about you that is legitimate. You are a fraudulent nigga yes through and through yes and and that's what that's what gets me is when i say to you i can't fathom living a life where i i gotta just i gotta <laughs> like there's at least hesitancy when someone asks like i don't need like there shouldn't even be any sort of hesitancy uh -huh. when someone asks you what your name is like hmm, yeah. i don't even know if i should i give him another name like, like that shouldn't even come across your psyche. Yeah. But the fact that he's just like, nah, I can't do that. Yeah. That is not the first time he's done that. Oh, of course not. And he probably usually just gives another name. Probably. But can you just imagine living a fraudulent lifestyle where, where, where you go places, you talk to people, you're a different person when you talk to people. Mm -hmm. the th when they ask you, what you've been doing that day, you lie. When they ask you where you came from, you lie. Mm. Where you work, you lie. Mm -hmm. What's your name? You lie. Like you just live a fraudulent life. Mm -hmm. That is that is why it blew my mind just hearing him say that. I'm like, wow. Um, so here's an added on piece of the story that I came across later. So Someone, someone, someone rented a, a parking spot in the garage, and so it was a, a Range Rover. I saw the. I didn't realize this at first, but I just saw this random Range Rover that's been parked in a spot for like several days, and I'm just like, like whose car is this? So you know, I'm we're doing. I'm doing my research. It comes across that someone does rent a spot here with a for a Range Rover. Happens to be that Range Rover. They're just not in the spot that they're renting because mm -hmm. I was about to have a car towed. Mm. But the reason I found this out, because I'm looking at the cameras, right? Trying to figure out who left this car here. Why well, I see your boy charging his phone after, after the facilities closed in the same spot like a week before, after we had, after everybody <laughs> in the facility had left. Your boy in here charging his phone at like nine o'clock at night. And I'm just thinking like, oh, this nigga must be on break. <laughs> he must be on break from work. Okay. It just happened. Just I'm not. I wasn't even looking for him. I wonder why. Uh, like why? Like why does he feel so safe? Like why does that have to be a spot to charge phones and smoke black and milds and play music? Well, you know what I think. As far as him saying that everyone in the facility knows him, I, I don't know that it may have necessarily been everyone, but it wouldn't. I I wouldn't put it past the previous management that was at the facility for just allowing him to do that as mm. long as he doesn't cause any trouble. Right. So yeah. maybe, you know, maybe that's what he meant. Yeah. But I had to promptly let him know that I am in charge now. New man. And I am telling you that you can't do this. Mm. Rude awakening. So he was like, hey, he was like, all right, I got you. He's like, can I just get like 15 minutes? Let me just get like 15 minutes. I was like, you got it. Granted. Granted. And that's when I went and spoke to you on the phone. About right. It. Yeah. And I came back and he was no longer there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, that's that's crazy. Yeah, man. I just, you know, 
they don't pay me. They, these niggas do not pay me enough. <laughs> <laughs> they do not pay me enough, dog, for the wild shit that I be coming across at this place. If if there was a guy, if there was a real man's there though that he really did have, and clearly there wasn't. If there was, and he did know a guy, he probably wouldn't have given his name up because he wasn't even giving his own name up, right. name up. But if he did, that would have been a form of something that I do want to talk about. What? 100th episode for us here. 100. In homage of, in homage mm-hmm. of our podcast. I would like to do something that we we used to do here. And it used to be a lot of fun. Okay. I would like (laughs) to define a phrase here. All right. That many people may not know. I I know that a lot of people don't know it because I just talked to two people about it, about someone doing it, us watching someone do it. Uh And they had no idea what was going on. I say, hey. Have you ever heard of blank blank? They were like, no, what is that? <laughs> Dry snitching. Oh. <laughs> now, now there are two forms of this. Right. I even looked it up on dictionary.com just to make sure. Okay. Because I knew one for sure. And it, it comes the 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 dual the dual facing of it comes on the intentionality behind it. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> you can dry snitch on someone. We know what snitching is. You, Someone does something for whatever reasons. Maybe you're going to gain something. Maybe you don't like them, whatever. You go and you tell on them. Knowingly, they are going to get in trouble. Then you have dry snitching in a sense where this is this is the, what they had on uh, UrbanDictionary.com. I thought this was hilarious. <laughs> like, Urban Dictionary is a fun place. Yeah, I, I don't go there often. It can but, be a very funny place. But the but the sentence that they had for this description was hilarious. So <laughs> it was like somebody was coming in from their break at work and their boss was nearby. And then someone saw the person coming in from work and got up and was like, damn, I didn't know we got two hours today for work, for, for break. Like, I didn't know we had a two, uh, two hour break today. <laughs> and then and then the person that just came in clearly late from their break, uh-huh. looking at this person like you, you really you really decided to do that in yeah. front of the boss right now. Like, yeah. wow, that's wow. You're a piece of fucking work. You really did that. <laughs> and so that person is intentionally trying to get that person in trouble. But they're doing it in a way that isn't completely accusatory. Like, hey, they just came back from work an hour late, right? Like, you're right. right. That's where the dry part of the snitch comes from, right? right? It's just like, oh, I didn't know that we uh, we got a two hour break today from work. Like, oh, you piece of fucking, yeah. <laughs> you did know, but get it right. And then you have the unintentional way, where you or saying something to someone, and this person may very well be in, in power, or maybe there's a piece of information unbeknownst to them having to do with a third party. Within your explanation of whatever it is you are trying to get across to this person, you are putting this third party's name in your explanation. Mm-hmm. And unknowingly, getting them in some sort of trouble that they would have not gotten in had you not opened your mouth 
and put their name in it. There was an instance at work where someone was was asking, uh, well, we have our higher-ups. They were asking uh, uh, someone higher up than that higher up. Mm. Going over their head. They were asking them, hey, so uh, we... You know, when the guests ask us this particular question, we know as the staff that what the answer is to that question. Although our managers have kind of told us that maybe we should just we should just kind of lie about it and say this thing instead. Is that what we should do? (laughs) And I'm sitting there like. Like use the word lie. Yeah, which is just like they—they they told us that we should just say what isn't true. Yeah, <laughs> should we do that? And I'm sitting there like, okay, I know this person, like I know the person that is asking this question, and I know that th- if they knew what they were doing, if they had heard of the term dry snitch, mm-hmm. and they knew the definition, that they wouldn't be doing what they're doing at the time. And I thought, man. How irksome is it when someone just doesn't even know that they're getting someone else in trouble simply because they needed this other person's name to fit their description or to fulfill their explanation of what it is they needed to get across. But it also takes some of the blame off of them as well in that, in that very in situation. That, yes, exactly. You know Cause it's like, it wasn't necessarily me. Yeah. I mean, this is something that I saw so-and-so do. So, so now, is it cool that, yeah. is it cool that we do that? And now you have the person looking at them like, no, it's not cool. Yeah. Thank you for telling me that. Yes. <laughs> and then you never see that manager again. <laughs> and, you know, I was just like, damn, I got to tell this person what they did. Mm-hmm. And, you know, upon hearing it, they were just like, fuck. I had no idea I was doing that. And so I thought I'd bring it here to the podcast so people know what dry snitching is and how to maybe stay away from it. Mm-hmm. The best way to do it is just to keep other people's name the fuck out of your mouth <laughs> when you are trying to f- inquire about something. Find a creative way to inquire or a- ask about anything, whatever it is that you're trying to do. Find another way that has no connections to anyone in the vicinity, anyone on the premise, any anyone that could have that could that could have ramifications, negative ramifications befall upon them. Mm-hmm. Just do that. Yeah. So that's that's just I think that it's something that should be said because I asked this one person I told them about it they're like oh I didn't know that was a thing damn I should really think about the things that I'm saying when they, like when I'm implementing other people's names and I'm like yes you should yeah then I went to someone else and was like did you realize that this was taking place in that meeting and they were like no I didn't even realize that so I'm like okay so I should go on the podcast and talk about dry snitching <laughs> because I don't think that people know that they're just saying other people's names when they're talking about things and that they're incriminating other people. But it's weird because it's to, to me, it feels like common sense not to do that. Like I'm conditioned. 
like I like I would think about that beforehand. Like if I know that I'm about to ask a question and, you know, I know that, you know, let's say so and so is doing this or doing that, you know, I'm just going to ask the question. I'm just I'll probably word it like, you know, is it OK if we just do it this way? Mm-hmm. And let them tell me no. Right. You know Exa- I, I I know. And, but that's the whole point that's is that is that every <laughs> everyone's common sense is different. Yeah. <laughs> you just think that you do something and that is just it, it it's not like that. We were told when we were young, yo, keep people's name out your mouth. Like stop, like don't stop telling on this person. Stop telling like no one likes to title tale. So we got that out of our system pretty young. Yeah. Just putting other people in our stories and things like that. Like that was common that, common sense ain't so common. That was flushed out early. Wow. So so yeah, I just I just had to come here and say that. And again, at the same time, pay some homage to our podcast because those used to be some really fun segments that we did do. Yeah. Just trying to explain some of those things. We yeah. had you got me fucked up. Yeah. There's one that we did. Oh man. Um, I can't even God, I feel like I can't even remember those. Yeah, the only reason I remember that one is because we named an episode that. Oh yeah. But but yeah, I forget some of the other ones that we did. But yeah. Yeah, they're good though. Yeah. You know what? If you're a new listener, you should probably take some time to go back and listen to some of our older pods and see what those are like. Well, you'll definitely gain a newer respect for these ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for just just strictly off of quality alone, like yeah. just listening oh, qu- yeah. quality. Oh yeah. Yeah, because we were recording on bricks. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was just yo god. Yeah, come come a long way, man. Hell but yeah. I feel I feel really good about where we are. Yep. What we're doing, who we are, yeah. where we're going in that direction as well. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm proud of us, man. I'm proud of this pod. This is insane. Yeah, that we've come this far. Yeah, and 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 we will get my father back. Definitely, he's he's gonna come up in the next few weeks. I have to get him back again. Very very excited for. I mean, all the conversations I've been having with people about them coming on the podcast. Just twenty. This year is going to be an interesting year for the podcast. I feel it. It's gonna be a lot of interesting people coming on and a lot of awesome conversations that take place here. I feel it. I feel so, it. So I'm happy about it. It's that. like a gut feeling. You know what I'm saying? You like you it. just feel it. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. All right, man. You got some last words for the people? Um, you know what? I'm gonna switch it up this time. I'm going to implore that you guys once again, I I just said this, but go back if you're a new listener, listen to some of those other pods and like Earl said it will you know, I feel like you'll definitely appreciate where we're at a lot more. Um, do that for us. We appreciate you here at the ALW pod. Um, and, you know, thanks for every thanks for listening. Like, because this we, you know, we obviously wouldn't be much. Well, we would be much, but this podcast wouldn't be much without people actually listening to it. Mm-hmm. So we really, really, really appreciate that. Everyone that's been listening from episode one, like you've listened to. Hours of us talking. Oh, yeah. Oh, yo. People that have been listening since episode one, that's crazy. Crazy. That's insane to yes. me. Yes. Just how well they know us and, and just all the stories that they've heard and just just our voices just being in their ear yeah. week after week. Yeah. It's like, crazy. We are an integral part of some people's lives on a weekly basis. Thanks for to all the people that re, you know hit us up in the DMs and tell us you know how they relate to the things we're saying and how we may have changed their perspective on certain things and you know like we we like i really we really like hearing from you guys yeah for sure yeah i my last words for the people thank you 
Thank you. A lot of gratitude. Yeah. Thank you. A lot you. of gratitude. Yeah. Thank you for thank you for everything. Thank you so much to everybody that is that has been willing to come and talk to. Mm-hmm. And if you're listening and maybe you've wanted to come on, hit us up. Hit us up. Find us at AOW Pod on Instagram. If you yeah. got my number or my snap, hit me up on there. If you got Keon's information, anything like that. Yeah, just find us. Hit us up. Let's talk about it. Yes, That's sir. it. Episode 100, man. 100 done. Into 100 more. Woo. Woo. <laughs> 200. Woo.